Hello and welcome to Sagas of Seraphim Falls. I'm your host, T.R. Toth, and I would like to invite you to take time from your hectic schedule to join me in listening to a story about some of our residents and guests in the small town of Seraphim Falls. They all have their own stories, and this is just one of the many. Calling all the single ladies and gentlemen, this Friday is a special single senior mixer that will be held at the Seraphim Falls Polish Club from 7 to 9 p.m. There will be light snacks, a cash bar, and music by DJ Rockin' Rick. Tickets are only $10 and can be purchased at the door. Any questions about the mixer, please contact Mr. Carl Winston. This week's story takes a look at what you would do if your home was invaded. What would you do to protect not only your home, but also the people you care about? Just keep in mind that not all things are what they seem in this week's episode titled Home Sweet Home. Aristu was mad. He was right in the middle of a wonderful dream. He was walking through a beautiful field of wildflowers in the bright sunshine. He could smell his favorite dessert, angel food cake, wafting to him from a nearby cabin. It reminded him of home. Instead of making it to the cabin, he was woken up from his wonderful dream due to a noise that he heard in the nearby room. He groaned and rolled out of bed and put on his black suit of armor. When will these people learn, he said while groaning to reach over and pick up his giant ebony sword. I see you have already heard, came a voice in the darkened hallway that Aristu stepped into. I did, and I'm not happy about it, but what can I do, he replied. Well, get on with it, said the voice. Aristu walked down the hallway and gave a look to a painting of a woman wearing a crown. You don't have to add insult to injury, he said. I know I don't have to, but I want to, said the painting as Aristu huffed and walked down the hall. As his eyes adjusted to the darkness, Aristu could see the trespasser running down the hall. He was a little man with a shock of white hair on the top of his head and a blue jacket flapping in the breeze behind him. Even though he was far away, Aristu could hear the heavy breathing the man was doing in order to put more distance between himself and the towering knight, all dressed in black. As he ran, the man held tightly to the crystal, his prize. All along the gallery hall, the paintings came to life and tried to stop him. One of the ocean paintings spilled forth and tried to flood the man out, but he dodged around the water. Even Esmeralda, who told Aristu about the intruder, was firing a pistol from her painting. Where did she get that gun from? He thought to himself and making a mental note to ask her about it later. 
The man dodged the bullet and was even able to run around Amisha's pack of dogs that were snapping and snarling from the painting with saliva dripping down from their jaws. Now, Aristu felt even more pressure. He was the last defense in protecting the castle. If this man made it beyond the castle walls with a crystal, they would all be turned to dust. It was the crystal that kept Aristu, Esmeralda, Amisha, and the others alive. Well, as alive as they could be considering they were just enchanted objects. But to them, it didn't feel like they were any less alive than the thief who had invaded their home. They had memories, or so they thought they did. Aristu thought of his mom and of the field and of enjoying her angel food cake after his classes at the castle. It always made him feel better after a long day of bullying. He wasn't about to let all of this be taken away from him by this greedy little man. He never could understand why people couldn't be happy with what they had. Aristu! came a shout that took him out of his head. It was Amisha yelling at him from down the hall. He's almost there! Panic began to bubble in his chest. It was down to him. The man had almost crossed the threshold. Only a few more steps and they would be dust. Aristu held his breath, focused on the man, and pulled his arm back. He exhaled and launched the sword directly at the man's head, cutting the thick air around him with a whirl. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Sagas of Seraphim Falls. Come back next week and every Friday during the month of October. A special episode will also be aired on Halloween. I have a new exciting announcement about Halloween. On October 31st, you will have a chance to win a Treat Not Tricks Halloween prize box containing a signed limited edition hardback cover of Seraphim Falls, a specially designed Seraphim Falls mug, and a special tea blend created for Seraphim Falls readers and listeners. All you have to do is go to www.terrarackamber.com and sign up for the newsletter. This will enter you into the drawing for the Halloween treat giveaway. The winner will be announced on Halloween in the special holiday podcast and will be contacted through email. If you'd like to learn more about Seraphim Falls and the secrets it hides within its manicured lawns and picturesque tree-lined streets, Purchase a copy of Seraphim Falls in paperback and ebook formats at www.terrorackamber.com or wherever books are available online. Also on terrorackamber.com, you can purchase the special edition Seraphim Falls mugs and tea blends. If you have read Seraphim Falls, welcome home. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave a review on Amazon and let me know what you liked. For more information on new releases, podcasts, and more, go to terrorackamber.com. Until next time, keep your friends close and your neighbors closer. Goodbye.